0: Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Reanimated. It's episode uh, three hundred and eighty-three. My name is Stuart. I am your California host, and joining us from New York is the inimitable H. J. Conrad. Good morning, H. J. Bonjour. Bonjour. Hello. So hello. T- today we are finishing up Dead City. It only s- took us an entire summer to review a show that was seven episodes.
1: <laughs> my fault. My fault. Entirely. We've still
0: got it. Here we are. We're we're ready to wrap up this one and then and then pick up with with more of the. Um, you know, of the uh, medium amounts of zombie content that dropped over the summer. I'm looking at uh ZOM 100. Yeah. And then we'll have some Walking Dead to take Hopefully. us into the fall. Yeah. Hopefully. And before we get to uh how it all wrapped up in season one with Maggie and Negan, let's talk a lot about a little bit of the news that has dropped in the past week among the ongoing troubling for us, but also we want them to do well, uh, strikes of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, uh, against the studios. Um, you know, those, those, those strikes on are ongoing are continuing, uh, despite, uh, those a, a person and fairly high up in a cabinet position in California government who just wrote a public letter telling the studios to like negotiate in better faith with the, Yep. <laughs> with the unions, Peggy Ma, I believe is her name, and I don't remember what her job is, but it's like treasurer or something of the state of California. She's like this: this strike is d- doing great harm to uh, you know the industry of acting and writing for Hollywood. And uh, also in the article was a little mention that she is also a SAG-AFTRA member. <laughs> that that aside, um, the news this week is that. Uh, Walking Dead spin offs and Interview with a Vampire were all given the green light. All these AMC projects were given the green light by SAG AFTRA to continue production Ooh. because they're meeting the requirements of uh that, that SAG AFTRA put forward at the beginning of their um strike. Meaning that no matter, even if they compromise and and come, uh, you know, to to meet an eventual goal with sag, with the AMTTP or whatever they're called, AMPTP, these uh, the the folks at AMC have agreed to the most um, optimistic version of uh, of the strike's outcome, and therefore they were given the green light. However, the Writers Guild of America declined to give their permission. Which leads to some uh, concerns.
1: Yeah. um, There's a lot of concerns here. I mean, obviously, psyched to hear because we both, you know, we love these shows. But there is some concern because obviously post-production stuff is important to make the shows what we Hope they'll be often because sometimes they're trying to like finagle things, but I especially think that the writing piece is concerning because sometimes there's just like little things that they have to do to tweak or whatever it might be. Um, and I love both of these shows so that I want them to be successful. Well, I don't know if I love the, mm-hmm. the Walking Dead spinoff yet, but I'm hopeful. Um, but interview with the vampire, I think definitely, um, we agree, all the critics agree. I mean, it was really well done, and I don't want it to be sort of like less than what the first season was so i don't know yeah and it felt
0: like the the showrunner was the writer like
1: yeah there there was a lot of
0: writing uh dna in that show
1: yeah so that's a little bit worrying to me that like i'd almost rather they not do it um but we'll have to see what happens um and i also think that there i can see why people are like a little bit upset because it does feel like almost like they're kind of um reaching to make this work um in in terms of like not breaking the rules and i know some people are pretty upset that they're allowing them to do this or their interpretation of the rules on these particular productions given the budgets and the studio's involvement and things like that so well, that's a, this is a little tricky but we'll see what happens obviously we are not the rule makers in this particular <laughs> in this particular scenario but i guess let's hope for the best right
0: Yeah, I mean, we are the uh, beneficiaries, though, because not only do we enjoy the content, but if if the writers are getting paid a good salary and getting, you know, good recognition for their work, then I feel like the outcome is going to be better projects. I agree.
1: And and I mean, I'm in full support of these strikes. I mean, I, I don't I don't see that there's any way around them until certain things are established. I mean, if you look at some of the things that had been happening and why they're striking, I absolutely uh, fully support um, both strikes. And so, I hope that they can find a good place at some point. But I don't. I think this is still they're in it for the long haul because if they they lose ground here, I, there's no way to get it back, especially with the AI piece of it. And that's the thing. It's like if you lose it, then we lose all these things we really love. And I I just don't. And this is one of the most. I mean. Um, i I just don't know there is no way you do this without the the writers and the actors so um or there's no way you do it well let's put it that way yeah um and i and I don't think that um um i definitely like i this is this is sort of that that point this inflection point where it's all or nothing so uh so we'll see what happens but you know. I I hope it doesn't sort of come out for the worst for these two shows, especially.
0: Absolutely. In another area of this industry and another uh, IP that we are big fans of, but has not been given the green light to continue because they are HBO is Last of Us. And um, Neil Druckmann gave an interview to Deadline this week talking about, um, well, dropping non-hints about what uh naughty dog which is the video game company what their next project will be um uh, which people on the internet are jumping to conclusions and saying last of us season 3 or you know part 3 is confirmed uh but uh, absolutely not what they're saying but there's a bit of a twinkle in his eye uh through the uh through the interview that you can you can hear uh he also uh he's he was talking about a um theme park thing that he's been doing uh for Universal hmm. Studios based on The Last of Us so there will be um kind of a you can walk through a series of I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like but it'll be Last of Us themed uh so that I mean Walking Dead did this too right mm-hmm. I, I've never been in one of these I don't know maybe it'll be cool there's a few pictures on um this Entertainment Weekly not Entertainment Weekly article uh that you can find I easily like enough
1: what I would He'd like a like juxtaposition between Harry Potter World and Last of Us. I think that would be amazing.
0: I'd like there just to be a, a door, an unmarked passage that takes you straight from Hogwarts into exactly. uh, Last of Us. Wouldn't and that sudden, be awesome? All of a sudden, you're like, wait, this isn't Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the, the other thing that, that came out of this interview was that he mapped out all of season two of Last of Us and managed to uh, submit the script for season, episode one before the WGA strike began. But basically, they haven't done anything since then. Well, so the, yeah, he, he was like, we're definitely going to be late on delivering or uh, late on starting the actual production for the show as a so result. I,
1: I have a question for you, which I don't. I, maybe I should know the answer to this, but um, um, sorry. My air purifier is going off, so I hope you can't hear it. I, um,
0: I cannot hear that
1: good because it's it's upset because we made bacon. And so it's like, trying to why
0: why are you actively trying to undermine my job? Yes,
1: totally. And (laughs) this thing is silent at all other times, except when we make bacon Um, (laughs) anyway. um, But for video game acting and voice work and all that's like the, the motion capture. Is it part of this whole strike as well?
0: Oh, it's interesting that you bring that up because that I believe is something that they're looking to expand into. I, re- I remember seeing that uh, that article, that headline this morning.
1: Because I, yeah, because that seems like I mean, when you think about, I mean, most of the, um, sort of the gaming sector of that stuff is actually a lot more lucrative than yeah. than the the big the cinema and all that stuff. So I don't know.
0: So it's actually, yeah, in, uh, I'm looking at a CNN article from Saturday, September 2nd, saying that the SAG-AFTRA board is unanimously seeking permission from union members to strike against a number of video game makers ahead okay. of negotiations resuming later this month. So they're going to try and improve conditions for video game writers, too. And I think, you know.
1: sure, Because ultimately, it's kind of the same issue, just a diff- slightly different industry. So let's go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, OK, well, then, thanks for answering that question. <laughs> I, oh, I was,
0: I, I, you know, it was part of the part of the perusing this morning. And then uh, so, yeah, you know, the strikes are going to continue. They're hopefully all going to go back to the table this month because they haven't been for yeah. a while. Uh, so no, no progress has been made other than, you know, tightening belts for the people who haven't had work since May in the, uh, okay. on the part of the writers and uh, since June um, or July on the part yeah, of uh, sag super messed up. You've already seen stories about people having to sell their houses, mm-hmm. which, you know, a, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, I'll play a tiny violin for the actor having to sell their mansion. But not everybody is at that level. There's a no, lot most, of people.
1: Most of them are not. So that's yeah. uh, that's the whole point um, is that you just have like what we see in terms of like the successful um, Hollywood actors and things like that. That's not the majority. So um, and, you know, and I think one of the big things, um, especially that we were seeing and this is I mean, I think this is a lot of like the actors in in New York and probably on the West Coast as well. But there are a lot of working actors I know that make um make a lot of their living just playing extras. And so they use that to supplement their income. And so a piece of this was that um, some of the studios were saying that they were going to replace sort of like what they would do would be to scan in different people one time and use, like, just sort of, like, cycle through those and have those as sort of, like, the background actors for any kind of a movie, because that would cut your budget by an enormous amount. And the thing is, is that that's how so many people make their living. Um, And I think if you do look at a lot of the successful actors that are out there today, at one point or another, they did do that. Um, And so this happened, actually, when... um, um, like uh law and order stopped you know they had an incredibly long run like the original show i think stopped filming in new york or whatever it was and it was like this thing where it was like almost every single actor like people had made their made their livings and it's not like a huge living either by the way this is like you know barely minimum wage or slightly above that um just playing these extras in these sort of bigger productions and so so many of the actors that we knew like that was a little bit of their thing they would be like okay i can do this x number of times during the month and i can make my rent you know yeah. um and again we're talking about especially east coast west coast we're talking about rents that are like significantly more significantly more than the rest of the country so this is not like you know these are these are very hard working people and artists and so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out and i think that those are the people that are getting the most like they're this is impacting them the most so it's like really there's a lot at stake here um and so it's a big deal when you see that people are are losing these things because um they are not giving in and i think that there is some idea and we saw that there was um the Hollywood executive that Ron Perlman, I think it was the guy at Disney. uh, Ron Perlman was like, basically that he said that that was their tactic is that they were going to keep, they were going to like, just play this out so that people had to go back to the table because they were desperate. Mm -hmm. And Ron Perlman gave some very choice words, choice responses to that, which I thought were very Ron Perlman like, but um, you know, we'll have to see. What happens here and and i hope i hope for the best because this is this is really tough
0: it is i mean I, i've still been hearing that this could go through the end of the year I, that would I be think ex- it will. that would be extremely unfortunate and then we're
1: going to see the impacts just across the board because you well
0: it'll you, be all reality television and it all will Euro- be <laughs> and a lot of european shows being brought over or korean or whatever or unless you know their sag after has um does does have people who are members overseas mm. but it'll be less of an impact so you'll we'll still have plenty i imagine the studios will will work to fill the gaps we'll there'll see. be a lot of crap probably with the exception of the british hey, and the korean shows
1: i am looking at some uh, you know i think there could be some positive things too as we said if they give those um exceptions to sort of like some of the independent productions and we saw this during covid like some of the little like horror productions and things like that might get a green light which i think would be a positive thing and maybe people will have their things seen that wouldn't necessarily have that stage uh so or that platform so maybe we'll see a little bit of that but um you know i maybe this helps i don't know one another thing i could see is that some of the independent places or people form their own independent little production companies maybe that would, would be a, a result of this um, so we'll see what happens um, anyway any yeah. other news one, we
0: one other thing which was really just me out of morbid curiosity going to Undead Walking which is a fan site <laughs> it's a fan site for The Walking Dead because they had a headline that was um, is oh. Fear the Walking Dead over and I kind of wanted to click on it and they would, be, they would just be like yes in that end of article <laughs> no, from the it's still guy not. from Forbes it's not, yeah. It's still not over. I think it comes back on the air this October for the final half of the final season. Uh, it did say that you know most of the tro- uh, the Clark Manawa family are dead or gone off the show, and um, most of the people from season one, with the exceptions now of Madison Clark and uh, Victor Strand, are Great. still on the show. Alicia Debenham Carey left. Um, Lenny James left. I guess at the uh, end of the half season and so who's left now is victor strand and madison clark and they also in one sentence at the end of this article on undead walking mentioned that troy otto would be coming back
1: right and i had to ask you who that was because i it's been so long and then i had to google his face and then Mm -hmm. i realized who he was and i'm like how is that even possible
0: so he was one of three autos from season 3 the most crazy of the autos mm-hmm. you could say uh played by britishman daniel sharman and he had a weird uh ophelia mm-hmm. no not Ophelia, like a, a oedipal, oedipal complex with madison clark even though she wasn't his mom so i guess it was fine uh but it was still awkward and gross
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: back when the show was playing with like nick madison stuff too that was a bit a bit different creepy <laughs> uh, anyway he, she definitely bashed his head in with a hammer I looked, I yep. went, I went, remember going back and looking at that scene to be like is there any chance he's still no. alive he was no. definitely dead and the last time this rumor came up we all like held our breath then the show came back on and someone was like no that was just a stupid rumor so I feel like somebody's just trolling all the you know whoever's left of being fans again to be like yeah it, Troy Otto is coming back in final season will be, will I, be
1: I thought his death was quite definitive but
0: I mean, it wasn't like his head was blown up. It was just he was bashed in the head with a hammer. It. I mean, it looks... It, you could say it was definitive, but it wasn't like he is a pile of viscera on the floor, you know?
1: Mm, I don't know. Maybe but he had a anyway. head transplant.
0: Uh, so anyway, that's the final piece of news. Uh was some expert-level trolling from someone over at Undead Walking. And finally, we can get back to Dead, I- Dead City. Good God. Did you say
1: Dead Island? Dead Island. I almost <laughs> did it again.
0: I almost did it again. Uh, Dead City, episode six, Doma Shmo, or, which means going home in Croatian. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. Written by Eli Journey, the showrunner, uh, and directed by Ganja Montero. And this one, if you remember where we left our heroes, Ginny had just fired a flare up in the air.
1: Yeah, because you, you were also supposed to know that what specific person fired that. Okay,
0: apparently, well, it was close enough, I think, to Negan and Maggie, to that they both knew who it was, mm-hmm. or at least had a suspicion. He, Neg- Negan didn't know who it was because he didn't know until she whistled the uh, the good whistle at him, mm. not the whistle, not the savior whistle, but the good whistle. Uh, and then there was some awkwardness. Mm. Yep. There's a lot of awkwardness with Ginny in this uh, in this episode. There's a lot. Overall, I did not get a great feeling from this episode
1: as a Mm -hmm. season ender. Yeah. No, it felt like there need to be one more. But okay, it was was
0: all set up. Oh, sorry. I just hit my mic. It was all set up for next year. uh, And I'm a little I find that to be. Yeah, it's a kind of annoying. Like, give us at least a good send off, like, because if Silo was not to have a season two you at least have the full book experience of right. holy crap i got outside and this was the this was this happening right. um and you know you could just leave it there if you yeah. wanted to yep. this this season you cannot this is not a one and this is you have to go keep going because right. it's just like at, at the end the payoff is negan's upset and so is maggie <laughs> like, <Right>. what Well, <laughs> what are you supposed to do with that Uh so there's a lot
1: here and okay. So just sort of going into this and my general feeling for this whole season is that you have two really amazing characters that you know are beloved, and there's a reason why you could do a spinoff with them and why people were excited about it. I feel like this season was just incredibly poorly done um in terms of telling stories. It feels like a money grab to me, quite frankly. Um, I don't really enjoy the storylines they were exploring here. I think that a lot of this was like, you know, kind of like retreading ground. We had already tread with both Maggie and Negan. Um,
0: oh, well, okay. Can I, can I jump in here? Because yeah, I go ahead. Um, we do finally get the why of, of everything that's been happening in this season. And, and so are you saying you don't like Dama's reason for doing all this?
1: Um, I think they're just creating another big bad in the same way they did in the original series. I don't think that this is as interesting. Um, I think it's slightly interesting, but the way that they sort of played out the season is ridiculous to me. Very funny because Negan, there's a line that Negan says to Maggie, like in this, that is almost like I said the same thing, which or like or like it was in the last episode, or like he is sort of like, uh, or maybe it's this episode. I'm sorry, I'm blending sort of things in my head. But, you know, there was the whole thing about why Maggie wouldn't just forthright, like, tell him. And I still don't believe that she wouldn't. Um, So, and they try to kind of, like, crowbar that in here, like, just kind of, like, crank it in here to make it seem like it makes sense.
0: He doesn't I, actually come out and say, I would have helped you if you'd just been honest with me. He says we could have done it because we make a badass team. It's right. not exactly the same thing as being like, True. if you would come and found me in that in that motel and told me True, what was but going on. You
1: know what? He had helped with Herschel before. I think he would have done this in this case. Um, but that's just me thinking that. But I, I don't know. I think that this is, this felt very, like to me, the whole storyline felt quite artificial And I also think that Negan would have been asking a lot more questions, Um, just the the things that they have built up with both these characters, like why why kind of take the easy way out. Um, So I just felt like it was very sloppy. Um, But anyway, we can continue. Um, There are certain things in here that I think were okay. But I also think that Negan smells traps long before, like it seemed like he was aware of it in this particular case. So. Well, I feel
0: like his intuition is on is on show here because he does kind of just figure out a lot by glancing at Maggie. Yeah, I know, right? Um through the episode, um, I, I will also just put out there a counterpoint to your argument that I do think even if they, you know, judging by the end of this season, uh, if they do are setting Negan up to be a savior boss again. He is coming at it from a different direction now, uh, and so there is a change. Uh, whether whether or not it's going to ex- be expressed in a way that will show enough of that of evolution in his character, that I think is still up up to uh, for interpretation and, and for them, you know, for us to see how how it's done. But I do think there could be some interesting storytelling in having him being forced to do this and to be a reluctant. Uh, you know, participant. yeah yeah so that that is a change
1: there is that but then there is also the like the truth is is that the marshals or whatever they are are also not acting in good faith and we saw that <laughs> we saw that in this episode and um you know but again it's like that whole examination and this felt very much uh the like sort of a, a continuing storyline like um all right. These these groups and we've seen this in multiple spinoffs of The Walking Dead. this group of people that is supposedly bringing civilization back isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Um, so, you know, you have this group of people that are supposedly about law and order. Right. But they've um,
0: always been like lawful evil, hanging any, yeah. like, killing anybody they want to. Or not want to, but like they can basically cite code and then kill people with impunity. That's never. That was never on any level supposed to be like considered a good faction.
1: I'm not saying a good faction, but some people could view it as okay. This is the this is the group of people that have restored some semblance of, you know, civilization, some semblance of order. You know, right? Like, and you know, we 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 know that like um there's like we have seen this in other in other sort of seasons of the walking dead where this gets you know you see you see that the um the different whoever are like sort of og cast cast members are are kind of like trying to work through some of these these issues like something seems too good to be true and and then it generally ends up being too good be t- too good be, to be true even amongst themselves um there are moments of that kind of um like uh, that sentiment um and so in the end of it you have to be like well who is actually good right uh so it's I I don't know. So that's it. This seems like a thing that they constantly go to in terms of themes. Um, So I just feel like this is a little tired, but, you know, all good. All good. Um,
0: Clearly, clearly it's all good.
1: I mean, I I guess I just wanted something a little bit more than that kind of storyline for Maggie and Negan. Um, and maybe something a little bit more in terms of the evolution of their characters. And maybe that's where they're going with this. And they're just taking a very slow run up to it. Um, but it felt I don't know.
0: Yeah, there was a it lot felt, of tre- retreading little- the ground of Maggie and Negan kind or Maggie hating Negan, Neg- Negan just trying to like make up for past wrongs for this entire season, which does feel like ground we have trodden for sure. Right.
1: It, it felt like a lot of like uh, the Commonwealth kind of stuff really just happening again i don't know
0: the reapers too like the their Reaper. their initial uh reunion you know there wasn't a ton of yeah they had a long time when lauren cohan wasn't on the show while while jeffrey dean morgan was still like you know working on his relationship building with the rest of the alexandrians so in a way they did have to have a long runway to do this but it does it doesn't it does, that doesn't mean that we want to be around for the whole thing it's it's been a lot of it um so, things that are going on uh, against this backdrop is uh, well, Ginny says her only lines of the whole season, which I forget what it even was because she didn't even finish her sentence. It was like, I have, I need to, t- hell, and he's like, What? He just loses his mind because finally she's talking, but he's upset that, that she's even there. Uh, yeah. and Maggie is already kind of backpedaling and doesn't really want Ginny to talk either and does and wants her to get. Uh, to get lost because Ginny somehow knows that the grain is missing even though Maggie doesn't know that Ginny knows that necessarily she knows that she thinks she's a liar and so she's a liability mm-hmm. Pearly is now a died in the wool good guy it's like he his his Arc went like 180 pretty quickly yep. right uh he's just a good guy and like that continues through the end of the episode because he is um he is his his exit his like debrief. Which is another scene that I didn't super love. Like he's debriefing the leaders of his yeah. of the new Babylonians instead of like his boss, feels a little silly. Yeah, uh, but he's like, I'll take Ginny, and together they very easily get back to the bricks, and then he goes home to New Babylon. Uh, Ginny is now going to be a speaking character, I suppose, but she doesn't say anything for the rest of the episode.
1: Nope, just that one line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and should...
0: uh, her homecoming at the bricks. She gets hugged by that one woman from the bricks who ha- is allowed to speak. Um, we don't know her name, but she came mm-hmm. out there and took Ginny back there the first time she just says, welcome home or welcome back or something like that. Nothing about like, where's the motorcycle that you stole? I have to think working motorcycles are pretty rare, Yep. but, you know, fine. Uh, maybe they can go back out to the to the banks of the Hudson and retrieve it. Did, another time. because
1: it'll probably still be there for sure. Maybe. Um yeah and then i mean i also feel like some of this was just to remind people that the bricks exist because they reference it you know later
0: it almost it has more uh action in this episode than it has doesn't it right. it's, i mean it kind of ends there too
1: instead of this this sort of random thing that Maggie has it's like this actually becomes like a target for other things um so yeah um and then we have you know of course all the maggie and negan interactions and um, a lot of the the very like as you said, Negan's gleaning a lot from just specific looks from Maggie and her body language, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, she's she's looking super sus- suspicious. She is. Uh, she's just kind of glancing at him, and he turns around and catches her glancing at him, and she looks down, and I'm just like, all right. Uh. And then, and then it was it was the combination of those shots, and then him finally just being like, "What do you think, Ginny was trying to say to me?" Mm-hmm. And then they start having a knife fight. Like, it
1: goes, yeah, it was like what? Okay,
0: it's, it's like what is she, she? Looks like she's actively trying to kill him in these scenes. Yeah. Uh, during this fight, she. Am I wrong that she stabbed him and her knife went all the way into his torso? It at looks one point? like
1: it did. It looks like it,
0: it, it doesn't seem to be bothering him for the rest of the show.
1: Nope, nope not at all.
0: Uh, yeah, because he like pulls it out of his. Of, maybe it just was stuck in his jacket.
1: It could be, I guess. But
0: he he doesn't get it treated. And he seems to be using both arms, I feel like, by the end of the show. So either way, they have a big knife fight at at a pier or on a dock area. um,
1: Yeah, and they they have yet another similar uh, dialogue between them.
0: Yeah, where it's again, Negan's like, we don't have to do this.
1: And almost exactly the same dialogue that they had at the end of the original season. Yeah. Which... It is, like, a little bit flipped, but, like, there's the whole thing where he says, okay, if you would come to me and told me all this stuff, we could have been an unstoppable team, and I know you can't forgive me for what I did, and nor should you, right? right. Like it's the same exact sentiment. It drives me crazy. But and maybe again.
0: you have to just repeat it a lot for it actually to soak in to for Maggie. Because by the end of the, sh- the show, she's like, I'm going to do whatever I have to to finish this thing with Negan. And we don't know what that
1: means. Right. But what it's almost mean-
0: certainly going to be forgive him and move on with my life.
1: Right. Almost That's certainly. what it has to be. But then we have the little Herschel problem here, which I have so many questions. <laughs> so with, many with questions. The,
0: their happy reunion?
1: No, but like, okay, we haven't seen Herschel. We only saw him a little bit sort of at the beginning of this season with the the Croat. Maybe we saw like a couple of scenes with him, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and there was the flashback stuff where she was talking about how they had a typical teen mom, teen and mom right. relationship where they both kind of hated each other.
1: Right. And that that's fine and all that. But then the, the thing that happens at the end of this episode with Negan and the What's her face? The Doma. Um, what's her, Is that what her name is? Dama. Dama. Um, the mom, whatever you want to call her, the dame, the great dame. Um, so we're supposed to like without. And I mean, I guess this is part of their like cliffhangery thing. But has Herschel been brainwashed? I guess that's what it kind of seems like. Right. Um, and that's and, the uh,
0: that's the yeah, we can suspect that he's been brainwashed because he's. But, not complaining he, about missing a toe at any point. Well,
1: and is that actually his toe? Like They show him not they show him without a toe, don't they? Did they show yeah, No, toe? he's pl-
0: he's like playing guitar or something. And missing a toe, his baby toe. Oh,
1: I guess I missed that part, but I was like,
0: I gotta tell you though, a, a, a baby toe that's been cut off does not look like any part of human physiology that I recognize. No, like, what it also, is that thing in there? But it's also
1: the risk of infection in this world, like oh, all sure. this stuff, like feels a little, mm, I don't know. And well, she could pour brandy
0: on it, she appears to have brandy,
1: I guess she can pour brandy on it, but still, it yeah, just but felt she's like, like Oh, he, he felt
0: so safe with me. Uh, it was, it was creepy but also like very not definitive like does he does he He has a nice portrait of her which is i guess telling yeah so she she kind of makes it sound like he was singing like a canary uh so he's he could be a sleeper agent now in the bricks which would be unfortunate for maggie or he's just a traumatized kid and he'll be fine
1: i don't know but either way i'm not exactly uh psyched about as you said this just felt like a very strange way to end a show when they didn't know they were going to get a sixth, second season but maybe they were just gambling that they would yeah so did, did uh-huh. you have
0: any feelings about like what maggie and negan are just kind of waiting in a building to see if they can see a Burazi drive past and they eventually right. do and she's talking have about a- macy's and santa and did you feel like this was valuable
1: uh, I mean, look, there's been this whole thing where she hasn't shared a thing with him this whole time mm-hmm. and maybe this is where he starts to get a little suspicious um, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. suddenly she's in share mode um, and I don't know, and maybe this is where she starts to feel a little guilty
0: um, awesome.
1: and I think that this is a little bit of her trying to sort of explain away, not explain away but justify the stuff that she's doing um, and who she's become and there's a little bit of that going on I suspect and maybe this is where she stor- she starts to sort of start her evolution mm-hmm. um, and you definitely see that when she looks at the Statue of Liberty because that's where she and Herschel are at the end is that they're like in the Liberty State Park where she's looking at it and of course thinking I think likely thinking of Negan because of the story he told her. Um, Wait and- they're not at the
0: bricks at the very end I thought they were
1: Maybe they had the bricks, but there was like a whole thing where she's looking at the Statue of Liberty. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, there's some regrets there. Well, too little, too late, Maggie. Good job. Um, so I don't know. And then not having the reunion with Herschel that she thought she was going to have, or at least not having some kind of resolution there, I think is going to be bringing us into the next thing. And I, and I think we're also going to definitely see some kind of a... um there is, there is something between her and Ginny, even though Negan broke Ginny's heart and was really um, incredibly, like, he does what he does best, which is, like, he wants to protect her, so he's going to be, like, the mean guy. We've seen him do this. Yeah, who else is, did he do this to Judith, Judith, or did he do
0: it to, uh... And he also
1: did it with Lydia, I think. Lydia. Um, so we've seen him do it before yeah, um, and so I think that this is another example of that where he's doing it for their own good so so to speak, but I think regardless Ginny and Maggie are gonna have a have a like clash at some point in the next season so um, so anyway, where it's left is sort of unsatisfactory um I you know, and it and this is I love i I think that both these actors are great like and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's sort of ending sort of knowing look at the end where he's sort of trapped um, is pretty good but I don't know I'm really I just I wanted more from this season than they gave us and you know I'm not totally hopeful that they'll do a lot with the second season but maybe it'll get interesting I don't know maybe it'll get more interesting but it feels like they're setting up yet another clash between two different groups that have different ideas about what this world should be now
0: There could be a really cool season built around the idea of New Babylon trying to take over Manhattan from an Mm -hmm. organized group of defenders. That could be a series of amazing action set pieces. Uh, I just don't feel like this first season has shown me that that's what this show is going to be good at. The, the, The closest they got to it was the Madison Square Garden set of sequences. And that was kind of, Mm-hmm. middling so we'll we'll see maybe maybe they can pull it together like it there's there's a potential for that to be super cool so i can get excited about the concept of it but yeah they still have to execute um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i want to there was also that other faction that was introduced last time with the lady who called the croat a little bitch or something and then mm-hmm. so we don't really know who they are Maybe that's going to be the Harlem faction that the Dama mentioned to Negan in their little in her little recruitment speech. Um, So we'll see. Like, yeah, Negan having to, like, round up the rest of the survivors on Manhattan and make a fighting force out of them could be a cool show. If it didn't feel like we just sat through an entire season short as it might have been of, like, repeating Maggie Negan stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I still have this big question about why that little tribe of new yorkers why they were even noticed by the croat and his people or why that would even be of interest to them right yeah they like, did
0: kind of mention that some of them joined right it was like join us or die i think was kind of yeah the, the pitch. And maybe
1: some of them did but it seemed like such a blip compared to what maybe their future plans are that it just still felt a little strange
0: yeah but, you know Uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, it was, it, was it the best show ever? No. So I think, you know, that's, we're, we're good there. Uh, there was the Croat and, uh, Negan have a bunch of dialogue together, or at least the Croat mostly just talks at Negan while Negan looks at him. And then the Croat is kind of iced out of the Dama Negan relationship at the very end. So we, he's probably still going to be a problem. Yep. Uh, his like his gratitude to Negan is has a certain amount of string left on it but it might not last forever mm-hmm. and so it'll kind of depend you know he, he has this cruel streak clearly yeah, so we'll see but that, yeah that was left kind of really open ended um, because this this episode and this season was built upon the assumption that there would be a second one and true as it was there is going to be a second one.
1: So that's a wrap. Uh, as unsatisfactory as it might be, but I guess we'll talk about more more things in the coming weeks. Um, and we'll have to see what happens with the Daryl spinoff. Um, so, um, I don't know. Felt yeah. felt a little like unsatisfying to me, but you know, again, I know this is like, this is the problem is that the Negan and Maggie characters are really compelling and I would watch them in anything. So I'll even watch a bad second season with them.
0: Here's the thing, H.A., if we watch the Daryl spinoff and it ends up with him being like a loner who meets a girl and he ends up throwing a fish at her front door, then we'll know. Then we'll know that they they only know how to do one thing. Uh, But if it's more than that, that'll be cool. I saw uh, an article that was saying that they were, I think it was Nicotero, saying that the the French, <laughs> the Daryl Dixon in France show was basically, um, they were basically trying to channel Mad Max for this mm-hmm. show where, you know, the Mad Max character wanders out into a wilderness and then like brings people together or something along those lines. And so I think the, you know, Mad Max set in France, <laughs> you can imagine such a thing and with Daryl Dixon instead of Mad Max cool
1: right the one thing that i was expecting out of this particular spinoff that they didn't do which i'm guessing they'll do with the daryl spinoff um is the intelligent walkers yeah or this like i thought that was going to play a part in this because they were going up north which it seems which it seemed and there's it's years and years later so you would think that they would have encountered this um Like at some point or there would be some discussion of this, but that did not make any kind of an appearance here, or at least I don't recall that it did. Um, So I was sort of surprised that they didn't do a little bit with that or at least have it as an element in this particular season. And Um, I
0: think they purposefully teased in their trailer for this season with the the bloody guy on the rooftop. They purposefully showed like a half second clip of that to make people think it was a zombie.
1: Yeah, I agree. And so, but I also think that honestly, had they done a little bit of that, I think it would have been a little bit more interesting. Because then it's not just the normal walkers you're dealing with. It's not just another faction. It's something new Mm -hmm. um, that you have to also account for on top of everything else. So I thought that that's what they were going for here. But maybe they'll do that in the second season. But I, I definitely think they'll do it in the Daryl spinoff, and if not, then why did we even see that? <laughs> Just saying. Um, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure. We'll have to wait until you know the next season, and maybe the Daryl Dixon spinoff. Until we'll we see.
0: That. We shall see. Is that, I mean, if they go to France, which is the last where we were first introduced to the, the super powerful zombies. If they go to France and they're not there, it, then I'll be like, "Who is even running this fucking circus? Like, who who's right. in charge here? Right? Or why are you guys not on the same page? Because why would they go to all that effort at the end of season eleven, right. And then not do anything with it?
1: Well, and that's my thought, and that's what I thought we were going for here, and then they didn't do a thing with it. So, so anyway, we'll have to just wait and see and be patient. Um, that's what we're great at. I'm curious what our what our gentle listeners think of all of this. Um, are you as dissatisfied as I am? Or did you really love it? Um like me. And why? And yeah, I know you liked it more than I did. But um, but anyway, we'd love to hear hear what you have to say. Um, so email at us. E- email at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> email us at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. And what are our other things, Stuart, now? Because we're only doing like one. I guess we're doing Podbean now, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You could, You know it. I don't know. Search <laughs> your feelings, Conrad.
1: I'm not going Use to. the
0: force. <laughs> no. Reanimated.podbean.com is where you can find the rest of our episodes.
1: But until next time, um, have a great, I guess, rest of your Labor Day weekend or whenever this goes up. <laughs> yeah. I've... Labor Day weekend wishes.
0: Enjoy your Labor Day, everybody. Try not to do too much labor.
1: Mm. And until next time, ciao. Bye for now.